0: Me a breakdown, breakdown,
1: oh, breakdown. hey everyone welcome to the breakdown i'm kurt and i'm luke it's so good to be here yet another day you're yes, in your it shorts is.
0: it is and summer said goodbye <laughs> again you know it's like oh when you say goodbye but then you forgot something at your friend's house yep. you go back you go back and they're so happy to see you again that's how i feel summer summer turned around oh my for goodness a,
1: even just for a day just for a day or two You know know what's interesting is uh, somebody was commenting once to me about how funny it was that we started our show. Now, this would be the third time, apparently, started our show talking about the weather. Yeah, Um, It's just such commonplace for for dialogue. We all seem to start. I want to know. Mm -hmm. If this is a New England thing or if this is like a universal language of weather talk. (laughs) I I know someone from Australia and he says it's a it's
0: an Australian
1: thing for sure. No way. They
0: love to talk about the weather. Really?
1: Yeah. So what I like about talking about the weather is it gets us talking about looking up and it gets us talking about atmosphere, which yes. gets us in alignment with looking to God and yes. his Holy Spirit. So right. I'm game. And, <laughs> and, and I feel like, you know,
0: we can, you know, ask yourself, like, what's my, what's my spiritual weather right now? Oh, man. Are you know? like, oh, you're they, going there, you dude? Can, yeah, you, you, you can, can do take, that. You can do that, Inventory. you know, because we all go through different seasons. It's true. We true. have different, like, I always envision, you know, like when we're, when we're saved, it's, okay, Jesus is in your boat with you now. Yeah, man. And it's that, it's that image of uh, Jesus on the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, and Jesus is in the boat. But the storms still come. They still do. They still have to l- look for fish. And But the key difference is Jesus is in the boat. Yeah. So they're okay no matter what storms come. Yeah. And no matter where we go in life, Satan is going to try to undermine what God is doing. Yeah. But Jesus is in our boat so we go to Jesus, and then from there, we, he handles everything.
1: So good. It's so good. That's awesome, man. I'm loving it. I love the way you just brought that home for me, because now I feel better about, and it was our friend who was kind of joking with me anyways yes. about us talking about the weather. So yeah. take that, all right, buddy? And, and I think, <laughs> uh, you know, one thing I've been thinking about
0: lately is how, um, you know, when when things are going bad, yeah. we we look to Jesus, we're like, oh, Jesus, where are you? And it's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, you're sleeping. But when things are going well, we don't always think to Good. look to Jesus because it's like we because we see him kind of like on this transactional yeah. basis, mm-hmm. and that's not how it's supposed to be. It's yeah. no, like Lord, thank you for for the sunny weather right now, yeah. and and don't let me miss what you're trying to do or what you want me to do with you.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting that you're bringing that up because I, I don't know if it's this past Sunday's message or the atmosphere in the room or last Sunday's message, but I do feel like that's a lot of what was being and has been communicated. This is not a transactional thing that we're doing with Jesus, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and the father. This is really a relational yes. thing. We're coming into relationship. And for so many years, Christians have been, you know, coining the phrase of this is not religion. This is relationship, mm-hmm. but we're not living really right. in relationship. Mm-hmm. We're living on this transactional. Basis of whenever I need something, right, from, right from God, I come to Him, right. You know, yeah. And, and then, it's and it's
0: funny because, like, when we say, "Oh, it's not about religion," then we we spend all this time to like cut out things that look religious. Yeah. And it's like, but then you can fall into your so you've become religious about being non-religious. Mm-hmm. But it's the whole idea is it's a relationship. Yeah. So don't focus about what it's supposed to look like. It's it's dynamic, and you just. You know, when you when you go hang out with a friend, yeah, you don't picture like what the conversation. You might think you might like, think oh, through. we might talk about some of these things, right? But until you're in the conversation, you don't really know what's going to happen, mm. and that's what Jesus is calling us to. It's you no know, like throw all the cards out and just spend time with with me, live with me, let me live through you.
1: Yeah, that's it, man. And even with Sunday's message on this piece, this would be what the wicked vine dressers missed. Mm-hmm. They were, as Pastor Zach was yes. saying, mistaking mistaken this legacy as a threat. Like he is the son. They totally missed the relationship and the interaction they could have had. With mm-hmm. him, and they misunderstood it. And I think a lot of times that comes back down to those religious practices of how we've been taught okay, I really only come when I need something. Mm-hmm. I don't have this growing relationship where we're doing life together. And I, I get it. I get it. It's really hard. I mean, we're not seeing Jesus visibly right now, right. most of us. You know, praise God for those people that have a supernatural encounter. But most of us, we're living. And Peter says that. I just want to say, you know, to praise us all. Peter says, hey, you believe? You've never even seen this guy. Mm-hmm. It's really cool how Peter communicates that yeah. in one of his letters. And it's like, God bless you that you actually believe having never seen. Mm. You know, but Peter and John, they they wrote about the one who they had touched and heard yeah. and seen and spent time with. And so God knows. And that's why he's given us his Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it really I think it plays well into this idea about the message from Sunday mm-hmm. with these wicked vine dressers, which that's the heading of my Bible. And I kinda wonder yeah. was it written in New England? Wicked vine <laughs> <laughs> the wicked vine dressers. You guys are wicked vine dressers. They were just bad. They were wicked. They were wicked. they were wicked, <laughs> they were wicked bad. Yeah. <laughs> we were so bad. We're getting a lot of, you know, jokes this Vine dresses. Oh man. Vine- <laughs> I still struggle with my accent. Nobody knows, but uh, before I was on the radio and even doing this podcast, I had such uh right outside Providence, mm-hmm. like New York type thing. It was just not good. My wife was like, wow, I can't believe you talk like that. So when we were <laughs> dating, funny. so praise funny. God. Do
0: you have like a, a sympathetic accent? Like where you're, if, you, if you're if yes. you around a group of people yes. who talk a certain way. Oh, it's terrible. After a few days, like you kind of like- terrible. Pick, yeah, I, get, I have a little bit of that I sometimes. can't
1: do it anymore. So just, yeah. I, I'm not doing it, so. Back to the Wicked Vine Dresses. Mm-hmm. So Sunday's message. <laughs> hey, I just want to say part of what uh, Luke's vision was behind this show, I always like to say every once in a while yeah. with the breakdown, part of the vision is to... Help, help everybody experience what it should look like in a dialogue about Sunday's message. You know, mm-hmm. as we gather together, we are always saying, hey, it is not about just, okay, we, we met our, our religious obligation for the week and came to church and that was a great message or, meh, today's message was meh. No, no, we, we're, we're really digesting. Oh, yes. We're dissecting. Yeah. We're taking the time with our families or in our greenhouse, mm-hmm. with our children to go through the message. You know, yeah, and and say, hey, listen, what what was God speaking at this moment? What's actually coming out of mm-hmm. these things?
0: Absolutely, and you know, you know, Pastor Zach, some of the stuff he says, if if you're new to church or even if you've been in church for a while, sometimes it can sound a little confusing. Yeah, like no matter who the speaker is, but I know that Pastor Zach is spending his week praying about what the Lord wants us to hear, mm-hmm. and and I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. So when he sh- whatever he brings to us. We have to receive that on faith that the Lord put that in his heart for us yeah. for today. Mm-hmm. And there's a responsibility that we have as uh, you know, vine dressers in this field. Yeah, for sure. To steward that message and to absorb into our hearts what the Lord has for us, and then see how what he's doing, uh, not only just in our life, but in our life as a church, and how we can speak into one another's lives. And that happens through conversation, it happens mm-hmm. through relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Luke, I'm like almost jumping out of my skin right now because you just brought up the single word. If I was to boil down Sunday's message to one word, you just said it, which interestingly enough, because everything is driven and directed by the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. we're open to Him, I happen to be talking about with Brian Pudlow early oh, on in wow. the week, and he's with City Gates and now, you know, moving forward with a class at SOS and on the podcast. This is pretty amazing. And it boils down to one thing, which we have to pick up from this passage in Matthew 21, verses 23 through 46. Stewardship. Yes. This is all about stewardship. And one consistent theme that seems to be clear and echoed in, in almost all of the different ministries that are under his Providence Church or, or running through his Providence Church. And what God is stirring up in the hearts of people now is we are owners of nothing. Mm. We are stewards of everything. We're stewarding everything. You know, you read this parable about the vineyard being leased to these vine dressers. And again, this is where we come to they're mistaking all the other people that are coming before to collect. We don't own any of it. Mm -hmm. I love the idea that right down to the very body Mm -hmm. we've been given, you know, that we're called in Romans 12, one to present as a living sacrifice. We are getting hung up up on this sacrifice, thinking it's some great thing. We don't even own this body. We've been bought and paid mm-hmm. for. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you know, because even early on in Christianity, there were movements to, you know, di- you know, disvalue the body or physical things. It was like, oh well, my our, our it's all about the spirit. It's all mm. about it's all about you know my spirit being sealed and the spiritual is the only thing that matters. Yes, but God created us with a body and He created us in a physical world, and we are to be living, bringing his kingdom from heaven to earth to call people back to what he's really doing. That's right. So our body does matter. What we we do with life does matter. And it's the key thing is the stewardship. Mm -hmm. So, but I I just want to pull us back to, um, so who was Jesus talking to? in this parable, like who is this parable addressed t- towards?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's clearly written here that in the last line, but when they sought, oh, before that 45, when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. Mm.
0: Because they forgot <laughs> this,
1: yeah. right? They yeah. forgot the whole relationship. Yes, yeah, they turned it into this law. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so interesting. We were talking about that in class this week at, at School of the Spirit, uh, the powers class, where we do, we move everything off of like, if we have some ounce of, you know, us performing works in this religious practice, we feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. They did forget that yeah. this was relational.
0: And I I, th- I think what's interesting too is how it wasn't just that particular group of Pharisees, but this had occurred over hundreds of years. yeah. yeah you know cuz Jesus he points to how like they stoned the prophets. Mm-hmm. Well the prophets were many uh you know <laughs> generations before. Yeah, yeah. So even in their hearts they're probably thinking like um that wasn't us. Like yes. we've had 400 years of yep. no prophet and yep. now you're coming up and you're disrupting everything. Yes. You're disrupting our system mm-hmm. that we came mm-hmm. up with. Yep. But that's why that's why um Jesus is telling them the story. It's like okay no you are vine dressers. You are stewards. But they had fallen into this place of ownership, thinking that the field is theirs, the produce is theirs, and they're like, we've come up with this system on how we get to control things, and... You know we're we're gonna stone any any representative that comes to us yeah. that tells us that this is not ours because
1: it clearly is. Well, if you we think about it, if you take it from the chief priests and Pharisees and and move it out of the parable to say, okay, well, what is God speaking to me in my mm-hmm. time, and what is God speaking to the church right now? Well, of course, you know when we per- this has a personal application mm-hmm. as well as a big C yes, church it application. Does. It does you know personally when we come into faith, uh, we. We really need to come to the realization that, okay, wow, let us never forget. And I was saying this to one of my classes this week is... You know, the longer you're in the faith, the more you do and see and experience with Jesus. It is so easy to fall into pride and forget because mm. you don't see Jesus standing there yeah. that you've been doing it with him the whole yes. time. And yes. it actually belongs to him. Exactly. Because if he was not
0: in your boat, <laughs> no. your boat would be at the bottom of the ocean. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> So understanding on the yeah. personal side, hey, when I came to the faith, this is why I love what Paul writes in Romans 12, 1 and 2, that the two things that are really needed for us, number one is to present our bodies a living sacrifice. It's our holy, acceptable, mm-hmm. and reasonable service. Number two is to be re- transformed by the renewing of our mind. But pull it back to the presenting our bodies. We're doing that because they don't belong to to us. And the, the more time we spend in the faith and in Christian culture, we can so easily think we have all this right and all this say over even our very own bodies. And to come back into the place and say, okay, you know what? We really need to understand that this body is the temple of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And so just as the Levites and priests were responsible for stewarding right. the temple and the tabernacle. Okay, well we have the same responsibility to steward even just mm-hmm. this physical temple. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And yeah, cuz we're we're talking about you know, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who were we're not saved mm-hmm. from our you know, like from our perspective now. Like we can clearly say like they're not saved. They're not choosing Jesus. They're not they're not inviting him into the boat. Um but even us being saved We still battle our flesh. So we can still battle some of these same temptations. And so that's and that's what Pastor Zach was getting at when he's pointing out that we are also like the vine dressers. Mm -hmm. Because we have been placed in God's field. Yep. That's right. And everything that we have. Even if we can explain it away physically, like, well, I got this job. I got this education yep. that qualified me for this job. Um, I saved enough money. I invested this much. It allowed me to buy this house and all that, like so on and so forth. Technically, it, yes, that is those are facts, but with Jesus in your boat, that is all from Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's very prideful of us to start looking at these things and and these situations where we find ourselves as like, "Oh, I was just smart enough to like get myself mm-hmm. here." Mm-hmm. It's like, "No, Jesus is allowing you to have this yeah that's right and it's and everything you have is his, yeah. And when we when we live that way, then it's like okay, we've zoomed out That's from right. these physical circumstances, right. and we're seeing everything from an eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. So then, when people and situations come to us, it's I'm not as you know um, jolted in the flesh. Like maybe maybe they don't say things the right way. Like Pastor Zach brought that up about people who maybe it's the messenger. Like you don't like the messenger, but you're you're discounting the message because of the messenger. So good. But when I'm living from an internal perspective, I'm able to see like, oh, okay, flawed human, but I can see what God is doing through this person, and I'm gonna take that.
1: Yeah, that really is a mark of maturity. And understanding relationship and understanding stewardship. Mm. Because like like the passage is saying here, the owner and the master of the vineyard, he sent these collectors. He sent them to come mm-hmm. and take what belonged to him. Right. And again, equating it to the prophets. And it's very true that, you know, like Pastor Zach was joking about, sometimes it'll be the very one you don't want to receive from that God will have you receive from, just so that we're mindful of the fact that we don't get to cast that judgment. We don't no. get to determine who we will and will not receive from. Obviously we're testing fruits. Of and, course. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's a absolutely. given. Absolutely, yes. But in terms of like a personality conflict yeah. or maybe something that you don't think is as mature. I mean, I'm going to say this. I am completely blown away in the positive. Mm-hmm. I'm completely blown away at some of uh, the, the acceptance I receive mm-hmm. and honor I receive from some of our elders, and I don't just mean our board of elders. I mean some of our elders in our community who are coming and talking with me about scripture and wanting to hear right, my thoughts. Right. And I'm oh, like, yeah, "Who, who yeah. am I?" Like, right. Because they've learned the secret sauce of life. Right. That it doesn't matter exactly. what your age is, or yeah, your, that God is where God has given gifts and established authority. Mm-hmm. That there, that's where you need to turn.
0: Absolutely, and and I think it, what it comes down to is it's a humility of reme- remembering, like who we are and whose we are. Yeah. So yeah, like you, you 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 got in where you are in life by making certain decisions, right, or plans. But God had to anoint those plans. That's right. So you know, like it says, like you know, you know, man plans, but then the Lord establishes That's His right. steps. So it's it's yeah, we can plan, but we always bring everything before the Lord, knowing mm-hmm. that. Where we are today is because he blessed he blessed us, yeah, and he pro- he was blessing us even when we weren't even recognizing it, yep, and when I receive that, then there's this humility of oh, I know, okay, so it really wasn't me, even though it was me I like god God it. allowed me to I get it, you know you know flex my my <laughs> mental muscle and all of that, but he's the one who's who brings the increase he's yes. the one who brings the fruit, so I don't see stuff as like, oh, this is mine. Yeah. No, it's God has entrusted it.
1: There you go. He's the owner. That's it. Stewardship really has that baseline understanding of you've been entrusted with something. Mm -hmm. And again, we're going to move now from the messenger because I was really, you know, kind of cut to the heart about maybe some specific messages that were being yeah. communicated to me yeah. that I was writing off because of the messenger. Yes. Hey, that's good. Receive mm-hmm. that from the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's allowing because God corrects by his Holy Spirit because he loves, right? So as we move from this place of not receiving the messenger, <coughs> moving moving now into a broader Picture. I love this was so important. Pastor Zach <laughs> hinted about it, hinted towards it. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just man. Some water. So, you know, <laughs> so. uh, he had talked about it early on this year about needing to get into some parent teaching and training. And I love that this came up because that was one of the bigger things that the Lord has communicated that's really helped me in my parenting. Um, the first 10 years of my parenting, I parented out of fear, mm. just what I didn't want my kids to become. Right. I, I wasn't focused on the, the faith and looking to Jesus. Yes. I was actually looking on trying to, like he talked about this bubble, if we can just make it right. and And it's so interesting because when we understand that we're even stewarding We have Mm -hmm. a, we've been entrusted with these lives. Right. Children are an inheritance from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And as we've been entrusted with these gifts to actually steward and to raise and to train. Yep. And to recognize that, no, we don't have the answers, but to go back to the source. Yes. Because he does.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So then God sends his son. Mm -hmm. The, well, (laughs) the landowner sends his son. Yes. Which we know the landowner is God. And that's a picture of Jesus. Yes. And then they stone I they stone him. Know. Yeah. And you know, Jesus hasn't been crucified yet. So he's kind of like uh prof he's prophesying like what's gonna happen to yep. him. Um and that the 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 key piece that Pastor Zach laid into there that I just want us to pause on for mm. a minute is how you know. The landowner says, "Well, I, I'm going to send." My-. He he's ramping it up, so yeah. he sends just uh you know representatives. Then, which were the prophets, mm-hmm. um, and then he's ultimately leading towards his son, and maybe they would listen to him. Yeah, and the son represents the legacy, and then Jesus represents even more than legacy. Like he is, he's the answer for everything. Yeah, um, but if we're so focused on ourselves. Like even even us, like as believers in our flesh, if I'm so focused on my on myself and seeing the problem my way, yeah, then I'm not being sensitive to what jesus's solution is, mm. right, and we need to we need to not see the legacy as a threat yeah and and i and I think for us, like a parallel like at least a parallel for me would yeah. be when I bring my problem to Jesus, not being afraid of his answer. Oh, wow. Or even like surrendering my intellect again. That's surrendering good. my ability to, I can figure this out. But being willing to say, I can't figure this out. Or I have some ideas on this, mm. but this really, you know, everything I have is yours. You tell me what to do with it. Yeah. And not feeling threatened by that, you know, because I think, at least for me, like I've struggled sometimes like with that spiritual posture of like fully
1: letting go. mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is actually uh, why we call it yielding mm-hmm. here because we're, a lot of times we're bringing, let's say we're bringing, like you, you talk yeah. about bringing a problem to the Lord. And a, a number of times we're bringing a problem to the Lord, and it's like we've mapped out three responses. And three answers that he could have. And we're just kind of asking him to choose. I'm like,
0: I know it's A, B, or C, right? (laughs) Just just tell
1: me which one to choose, right? So which one is it, God? And then God comes with like, not even a letter in our alphabet that we didn't even think of, that there is a response. And in this posture that you talk about- Well, I think sometimes he's like, well, I'm not going to take your test. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for trying. Let's put the paper down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's really sweet of you. Again, going right back to the yeah. remarks that God sees us as his kids. Mm-hmm. He loves it. It's like, okay, well that's one way, Yeah. but I want you to listen. So this is actually really cool. You're bringing this up. I believe that's why we really do call it to yield and yielding here, which is, I was just talking with our children's pastor and the children's team. And, you know, it's something that we have to really help understand. It's not weird. What it is, is we're stopping. We're slow. We're actually slowing yeah. down Yeah. and saying, okay, Lord, you get to choose. Like, not you get to choose from my list, mm. but you get to choose to show me Amen. what you want. Amen. And speak what yes. you want. Yes. Because what's beautiful about that yield mm-hmm. and what would have been different if the vine dressers actually saw the sun not just as an air that they could steal, somehow steal his right. legacy. Right. No, right. it's impossible. You know, if they saw, if they had actually yielded, they would have paid enough attention to be like, yeah. oh wow, there's something he has to offer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I think, you know, the application is whatever, whatever you're trying to process mm-hmm. with the Lord, whatever he's given you or, or you're trying to work through, that is a field in your life. Hey, this is good. So yield
1: the field. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, we're going there. You know, no, that's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It really is. It's wow. like,
0: okay, Jesus, you have come here and you've given me this field wow. and i'm here but i'm giving it to you cuz you have a you might have a better you you he always has a better way so and maybe good. he's like well i like what you're doing with this but i want you to add this to it mm. you know so it's it's not seeing his way as um, Cause you know, the whole idea of a threat or, or being sh- ashamed or fearful, that's, that's from Satan. Satan yeah. doesn't want to, to, to relinquish what you have fully to the Lord, because yeah. he knows that when you do that, the Lord does more with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, in Psalm 19 says like, you know, in your right hand, our are, are pleasures forevermore. So yes. like, that's what, that's what Jesus is coming to your field holding, our mm. pleasures forevermore. Yeah, And if you give it to him, he's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And wow. it's gonna,
1: it's you're gonna have a better outcome. That's really good. Th- th- this interesting you bring this down because I do think we we have to boil this down to the practical in our life. Mm-hmm. What is this? Whatever we're facing is this field. I love it. And now we're going to yield. Right. you are like, okay, Lord, what is it that you want done? Yeah. How can I submit? Because that posture of of full surrender mm-hmm. can be extremely challenging. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. And and you know when we think of fields, like there are times where the fields had to rest. Mm-hmm. so you might be like hey jesus let's start working on this field oh you know like for me like i don't own a home so like maybe it's like i really want to have a house yeah and that's a field in my life yep. but what jesus is saying okay i i we're, we're gonna work on that but right now like let that field rest it's mm-hmm. not ready for you to even turn up the soil wow you can start making some like, some plans or yep. or thinking about it but we're not gonna we're not gonna touch that aggressively just yet
1: yeah When we trust the owner and we realize that we're stewards, then we have that understanding. And again, it's not this cut, dry, black and white, complete understanding. It's a constant posture just like we have in any relationship. It's a constant communication of like, oh, I started taking a little bit more control again. I started moving into ownership mm-hmm. rather than stewardship. I'm sorry, um, you know, help me, help me with this. I do it all the time. And whether it's a relationship with the kids or my wife or the projects we're working on. So I love that you're boiling it down to that one thing. Like let's yield, not to be, mm. you know, funny, but let's it, yield that field. Yeah, 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 yield the field. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah. And if that's all you take from today, just remember that. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes like we can find some phrases, you know, corny or hokey. Yeah. But when you're in the midst of turmoil and confusion, those little phrases come back to you Mm -hmm. and you can remember that and you go to the Lord. Yeah. And that's why like moving into the last part of the message. I I know. I had never heard the whole idea of the cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let, let's get into that. Like okay. what what was Pastor act like really emphasizing? Well, I
1: there? mean for me I'm looking at this and it's either the second or the third week again that we're talking about the chief cornerstone Mm. and previously between Judd and somebody else, we were talking about the living stones from Peter being built upon this. So Pastor Zach, (laughs) this was like the mic drop for him. He was saying on the, it it also means like this inside, not just that part on the outside that's etched, but this inside where the two meet, um, which is really fascinating. Yes, yes, and and that's the thing. He's saying like that inside corner. Also,
0: could mean secret place. Yes. So it's, he's not yes. just like the capstone, nope. he's also the secret, the secret place. place. And this is where everything pulls back together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Again, pulling back to the idea it's relationship.
1: Yes. It is. You know, um, having been at some really old buildings in southern New England recently and seeing those etchings and those markings on the outside on these on these stones, on these Mm -hmm. cornerstones, it was quite a picture for me. But then to realize, okay, that stone is there and it's speaking in a sense to everybody on the outside. But what really happens is on the inside of that building. And so we get to that corner place of that secret place Mm -hmm. you know and i think about with you talking about yielding the field these things we're not really going to know until we get into that secret place and hear what the master quote unquote or really jesus is saying what is he saying about this field and what he wants to do and what what are the crops that he wants to collect what is he after
0: yeah yeah and if you were in first service uh before the message dave Andre, or one of our elders he spoke and and he was really driving home this point, mm. and and I when Pastor Zach got to that point, I was like, oh, this is like everything yes. that that uh, Dave Andre was saying, and it's you know he was talking about like what the Lord was showing him during during worship, and it's like I'm in like Jesus was saying, I'm paraphrasing yeah. what what uh, Dave said, but it's like I'm in one place, I need you to come to me, and then. Um, he never loses a battle, like mm. Jesus said. Like I, I've, I've never lost a battle. I've never lost a battle that I engaged in. Yeah. But again, that process of yielding, it's like God. I have this battle. What do you want to do with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because our flesh might be saying, "Yep, you fight that battle." That's right. Yep. But Jesus, no. <laughs> Jesus might have a different plan that yeah. says, "No." There's this other way. Like you're seeing it as like oh uh, no. this versus that, but it's like I don't even want you to engage. Yeah. Or maybe you're avoiding a battle and Jesus is going to say, "No, I'm I'm going to engage in that and you're going to you're going to surrender that to me." But we have but we don't get to do that unless we're in the secret place with him.
1: Yeah. That's it. I I will tell you man, this is so good and so powerful. The amount of uh, experiences I've had here at our church with mm. this reality where we might have the room. I've, I've shared this story before. I'll say it again, even though we're short on time. I remember when, we, when the school of the spirit was beginning and we had this first initial meeting and Pastor Zach was like, you know, hey, do we open the school now? And the room was divided and nobody was fighting, but the room was divided yeah. and we couldn't get an answer. And Pastor Zach said, listen, everybody close your eyes. We're going to yield. We're going to pray right now. And I love it because when we came up five minutes later, one by one by one, everybody was in agreement. Mm. The Holy Spirit is the unifying factor, endeavoring to keep the bond of peace that yes. spirit of peace mm-hmm. and he is that unifying factor there may be times like we we may be more of a passive person yep. right and the lord says now you're going to confront yep. jump but you're going to get it. that in a secret place you know you may more may be more of a confrontational person and the lord's going to say you're going to pump i'm going to pump the brakes right now and i'm going to watch you i'm going to teach you mm-hmm. to actually exercise some self-control and patience yeah but we're not going to get that right if right. we're not in that secret place. Right.
0: And and I and I think it's, you know, sometimes like we cause as we grow and mature, yeah. we start to learn his way. Yes. And and we start operating um uh, the way he would have us do it. But even in the plans that I make out of my maturity, I still want to know that. It's the right plan, oh, And he will confirm that. Yeah. Like he actually might say, yes, you got this. Like you learned from last time. So, and yes, do do this. <laughs> but but you won't know unless you ask. Oh my goodness.
1: Dude, in a matter of <laughs> two days. You do get confidence. Yeah. This, but this is so funny. Just how we continue to learn it. In a matter of two days. On day one, I wake up and I say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to yield the field to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you can I have this? You tell me if, I'm, if I can even ask you for that. Yeah. So I put that out there. You tell me if I can ask for that. Day two, the very next day, uh, or it might have even been that night, I see something that I want and I don't come to the Lord and it's a big thing. And I immediately chase it down and every single mm. door was closed in my face. And I was so frustrated yep. and I was hurt and discouraged. And all I could remember at the end was, on day one, I asked if I could even ask for that. On day two, I decided I was chasing it down. I jumped. I didn't invite him yep. to the process. You know, yep. Maybe he would have saved me a bunch of heartache. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I mean, going back to that story that we just started talking about
0: at the beginning, about yeah. Jesus in the boat with his disciples, Jesus doesn't, doesn't chide them for waking him up.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: So, yeah, wake up Jesus. He's in the boat with you. Mm. Yeah.
1: Go to him. Don't I be don't, afraid. You yeah. don't want to
0: be afraid, but but go to him.
1: That's so good. Yeah. Bro, I feel like you need to pray over us today. All so, right. go for it. Father, thank you so
0: much um that you own everything. Yes. And that we do not have to figure things out on our own. Mm. Thank you that you work in us and that as we surrender our lives to Jesus, like you just take over and you you do it in a way that yet uh, it honors us, but at the same time it's to bring you glory, so it's not it's not about us, yeah. but but you want you choose to use us. Yes. You choose to work in our lives. And so we just surrender every field in our life to mm. you. And uh we just ask for your wisdom you know if, if if we want wisdom, you tell us to ask so we're asking for wisdom and I pray that you would uh, really show each of us what what it is that you're doing uh so that when those fields have success, when there is produce, that we wouldn't um, think that it was because we just made some smart, decision, yeah. but we would understand that it really was from you. And we can use that as a testimony to point other people to you and how you are, you are faithful in our lives, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of hard times, you are, you only bring a growth. You only bring fruit um, and everything that we have comes from you and it's for you. So we give it all back to you mm. in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, folks, we love you. And that's the breakdown. Mm. Oh, I totally didn't do that right. Wow. I didn't do that. Let's do it again just for kicks. All right. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. Now you do my line.
0: We'll catch you next week. (laughs)